happy hump day. Welcome to our sixth episode of It Turns Out She's Psychic. Once again, we are going to start the episode with Spirit Speaks, just a very quick discussion or a recap of a discussion that I myself have had with Spirit when it comes to talking to Spirit about relevant and trending topics that are happening worldwide as well as in my own backyard. Maybe not quite literally, but I'm pretty sure you're following. So this week's question, I wasn't really sure what to ask because I haven't been on social media for a week. So I don't even really know what's trending. I would have no idea. I'm in my own little beautiful bubble of bliss ignorance. Uh, So I reached out to Lara and I asked her, what question would she like me to ask Spirit? And her question centered around isolation and what the recent COVID-induced isolation means for us and what it can mean for us and how it's impacting us from a a spiritual or universal perspective. So speaking to Spirit about this yesterday, they were very clear on reiterating their points around making sure that people are understanding that the isolation for us from, you know, from my perspective or from their perspective is a matter of keeping us separate from the influences around us that maybe we chose to have in our life, maybe we didn't choose to have in our life, but regardless, it's about giving us a bit of space between who we are and what is going on around our lives, whether it's the people, the places, the events, the job, whatever it may be. Now, that isolation is happening for us. It's not happening to us and it's happening for us so that we can understand what may actually be toxic to us and what may actually be hurting us, except we're almost immune to its effects. We've gotten used to the side effects from being with this person or being in that space or going to work or going, not going to the gym or, you know, eating these foods. You know, it's almost like a food intolerance or an allergy. When we build up too much of an intolerance, we get an allergy or we have some sort of health catastrophic health event. So, This isolation is more of a place for you to be able to sit back and say, what is it that has been taken from my life that I am isolated from? And how is that hurting me or serving me? And if I was to think of that person as a meal, for example, stick with me, I promise. But if you were to think of, say, I don't know, your friend, just your friend, not a boyfriend, not a girlfriend, just a friend. And you were to think about when you're with that person, how do they nourish you and how do you nourish them? But if you were to think of them as a meal, would you call them like a Big Mac, large fries and a Coke and all the desserts? Or would you call them a green smoothie and an organic vegan nachos? I don't know. What would you call them? In other words, are they high vibrational nourishing for you when you spend time with them and, and um, f- not f- excuse a better way of saying it, but feed on them? And what are you to them? Are you a Big Mac meal with large fries and a large Coke and all the desserts? Or are you the, the healthier, tastier, more holistic option? Maybe not tastier, okay? I know that some people are going to probably pick up on me with that tastier business. I get it. But anyway, think about the nourishment. Think about the place that you're going to. If you're going to work, you know, if you've had some time off work due to isolation, then maybe it's a matter of realizing maybe this is happening for you in a sense that the universe wanted to give you some space to see whether or not 
work was actually quite toxic for you and you just didn't realise it, that in fact away from work you were much healthier, you were much more grounded, you were much more balanced and maybe clear and level-headed and maybe you didn't need to drink as much, maybe you didn't need to smoke as much, maybe you didn't need to gamble as much, whatever your vices are, maybe you didn't need to you know, smash yourself at the gym or run 50,000 kilometres a week just to cope with the stress of work. And I guess isolation from another, you know, an extra perspective as well is a matter of going, I get to reassess. I get to reassess how I'm going to re-enter the world of connectedness again and sharing again and who am I going to connect and share my energy with. So I hope this helps uh, those of you who are finding the uh, the re-entering back into this new normal, and I say that so loosely, I'm really not liking that term. Uh, I'm not quite sure what to call it yet, but for those of you who might be experiencing a little bit of strangeness getting back into the, the, the usual runnings of things, um, maybe just take the time out to think, okay, like, is this a really healthy snack or is, and that I'm going to, you know, get fed from and, and be revitalized from, and I'm going to receive nutrition from, or is this like the worst hangover food ever? And I'm going to have to recover from it in more ways than one. So it's just a fun way, a different way, um, an interesting way of being able to look at it. That's not too wooey, uh, and just simplifies it for everyone. So I hope that helps. We are now going to get started on the official episode six, where Laura asks me some interesting questions as usual. It seems to be how this thing works. Apparently, Uh, I hope you're really enjoying it. We are loving it. We are loving the feedback. One thing that I will say before we get on to episode six is please know that Spirit Speaks as well as this podcast is not always a reflection of our personal, Laura and I, it's not always our personal viewpoints, standpoints, beliefs. And so please respect that we are just a platform to be able to share information from Spirit as well as my stories and my experience as a medium. I do not reflect any other people's experiences as being a medium or or a psychic. uh, And I don't want everyone to assume that this is the Bible. (laughs) I am just speaking my life and my truth. And thank you so much for listening. Bring on episode six. Hello, everybody. Hi. (laughs) We are going to answer some questions that we've been receiving via our emails and Instagram. So thanks for getting in touch and asking us to clarify a few things. Some of the topics we cover is quite loaded and it's good to get your feedback so we can understand what you want to know more of or some clearing up of. And there's been a few questions, Tracy, with regards to our soul and our spirit guides and our spirit, mm-hmm. um, which we covered in the first or second episode. Um, I think it was the second one. So are you able to re-outline again um, for us all where we sit in it, where our spirit guides sit in it and how it all relates to the soul? Yeah. Okay. So we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. The human experience is the lowest vibration, almost like if you can think about in your mind a flow chart. If you're a visual person, visualize this. If not, get a pen and paper and start drawing. But... The person is, the human part of you is the lowest form of vibration of you. Outside of that, 
you have your higher self and your higher self is aware of your soul as well as your human experience. It's like the, the, the in-between part of you that exists in a different realm. Then outside of your higher self, you have your soul. Outside of your soul, you have your spirit guides. People who have crossed over sit in the soul level. But when I speak to them as a psychic medium, I am going up to the as far as your higher self level. They're coming down to their higher self level. And that's where we meet in the middle. When I'm doing a psychic reading and finding out things about you, I am connecting to your higher self level. I'm connecting to the people who are at that higher self level as well from that have crossed over. I'm connecting to your soul level, which is where I get the information about your past lives and and karma and things like that that come up. And then I'm also connecting to your spirit guides outside of your soul. Was that clear? Yeah, well, it paints more of a picture. I like that. So the spirit guides aren't designated to each soul yes they are so each soul has the same spirit guides yes okay and then each spirit for that lifetime has those spirit guides yes so every incarnation Mm -hmm. of a soul so a spiritual being having a human experience has spirit guides attached And it's the same spirit guides as every other incarnate of that soul. Of that soul. Okay. Well, that's clearer for me. Thank you. And that's why your spirit guides are my highest form of intelligence about you, which is why I always will trust what they say over what you say. And then I have to try and work out how I can get you to understand it from what they're saying. And usually it's pretty simple because when I'm in a session – I'm not me, so I'm not trying to be persuasive or, you know, trying to convince you or, you know, impact you or influence you in, in, a, in a way that is um, tricking you or in any sense. Yeah. But what I'm trying to – what I am doing, though, is feeding information from spirit and so it's pure and it, and it vibrates, which is why most people, when they're hearing it for the first time, it, it's like they know that what spirit is saying is the truth. It just drops. It just drops It because yeah. they feel it. It mm. just makes sense to them in a way that they just didn't know they were missing before. Um, and then I feel that too. I feel it drop. And I actually see it drop in their eyes and in their aura. It changes and, and I kind of like think, oh, thank God, because um, that obviously makes me feel that, I'm getting through to them and I'm, I'm giving, yeah, like I'm giving them what they're here for, regardless of what they thought they were here for. Like I'm giving them what spirit brought them here for. Um, however, uh, oh, spirits having a bit of a chat. Nice. That's okay. Mm. Hi spirit. <laughs> <laughs> they get a bit chatty and then I can't hear my own thoughts oh. and train of thought and they just interrupt. How rude. <clears throat> Usually it would be useful information, right? Yeah, usually it is, but I'm trying to You filter that for a understand. moment. Okay, so Spirit's saying too though that um, this this space or whenever they're in my energy, so he, you as a human, when we're in my energy and they're using me 
as a medium or as a conduit for whatever they have to bring through that they were basically just acknowledging me in that, which is why I was just like, hang on a minute, I don't get what you're saying because they do acknowledge me sometimes but never like this usually. So when I said that I'm not here to convince them or influence them, you the client yep yeah um they would say yeah but you do have that like that is why i'm the human that's chosen to do what i do for people because i have that ability to deliver it the way i deliver it for them to hear it sure so i am i am a crucial piece of that of that uh link and that puzzle because if it didn't come out of my mouth or in my energy and in the space that i've created it may just go straight past them it'll be lost it could be potentially lost. yeah sure that makes sense yeah and yeah. from doing this my whole life I've I believe 120 billion percent believe without a doubt in my mind that um that there is some kind of energetic connection between me and every single client that I read for that is more than just this is the first time we've met If I'm supposed to be the person who is delivering information to you that is life-changing and life-altering, healing, all of that. Truth bombs. Yeah. And you actually get it and it shifts and changes your life for the better (laughs) or even, you know, just exposes things that truths that you weren't ready to hear. I believe that there is some kind of um, soul contract behind that that means that I'm the one that does that. Sure. Can you talk to me more about a soul contract? That might be a term that people are hearing for the very first time. Sure. And that's so a pretty loaded it is. topic. So when we're in soul form, so when we're not having a human experience, all of our past lives, so all of our past human experience and spirits that live in our soul, they have unfinished business. And that's, that is the soul lessons that our soul needs to learn to expand. So in a past life, say, for example, the life that I lived before this and the life that you lived before this. Let's I mean, go there. Yeah, let's, let's use <laughs> us as an example. <laughs> Crap. Um, where do we begin? I don't know. <laughs> so your soul has all of your past lives and my soul has all my past lives. Your soul has lessons that it needs to learn to expand. And when, when our soul expands, basically what we're saying is that it's received more light and more dark, which is just energy. And it's that yin and that yang, that balance. Sure. And when we achieve a certain level of harmony within our soul, our soul expands outwardly. Like if you can imagine just a, a light that grows brighter sure yep but it's still made of light and dark um and if it go if it grows brighter and expands out it then transcends up and so i guess the aim of the game is to continue to do that through each lifetime so out and up out and up out and up and to help us learn our soul lessons our souls are contracted to other souls to have that exchange. However that looks. However that looks. So the contracts are actually formed before we have our human experience 
and they're formed from our all-knowing, all-being, all-intelligent soul that knows us best. When we come down and have our human experience, however that connection looks, however that dance looks in whatever dynamic and whenever it appears in our life, ultimately it comes down to the way that the contract can be played out can be either light or dark or both. So, for example, say, for example, you and I are best friends through high school and our contract is acceptance. So in best friends in high school, we're both in our light. We're both being best friends. We're both giving each other equal give and take, give and take, and it's a beautiful harmonic relationship. Sure. But then in our late teens, early 20s, you go off, I go off, and we each have our own little life. And that friendship separates. And sometimes that's as simple as the dark gets. It depends on your free will. It depends on your karma, your ancestral trauma, and also the dynamic that you and I have each got going on with the other people in our lives as well. Right. It's very intricate, very detailed, very, there's a lot that goes on. But sometimes the dark could be as serious as you die or I die. And the darkness is tragedy. It is life gripping, just heart wrenching tragedy. So darkness can play out depending on each other's ancestral trauma, karma and free will. Like we just don't know. And that's why life is life. That's why it happens and you can't predict everything. You can't plan it because things are going to happen. Sure. But the contract must be played out. And so aside from our ego level human awareness of the dynamic, which is my best friend died, if I look at it from a human perspective, there's a lot of suffering in that. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. And potentially for a long time. But then if I look at it from a divine perspective or a universal perspective, more about the grand plan, it's multi-leveled as to how our soul is evolving through that experience. So the human part of us is going through the darkness because it's seeing it as suffering and ego. The highest self level knows somewhat that this is a lesson for us and that it is a blessing. It's just a blessing that we see in darkness. And its goal is hopefully to get us to see the light, the blessing in disguise, as opposed to the suffering. So how can this serve us rather than hurt us? The soul's goal is almost uh, silent at this point, unless you speak to a psychic or a medium, but the soul's Goal is almost silent because it is detached from your human experience. It doesn't have emotion. Your soul has no ego, no emotion, no opinion, no kind of conscious awareness of of how the human part of you is playing this out. Sure, the judgment just isn't there. Exactly. Good, bad. It just wants you to learn the lesson. Sure. It's not attached to it. Yeah? Yep. So then your spirit guides, though, they're there as almost like a guide, like a guide that says, not almost like they are the guide that, is that says, if you want to look at it from a grander, divine, intelligent perspective, 
yes, you are suffering. That was a tragedy. And from the human level, feel it, feel all the feels, don't disassociate, feel it, know it, understand it, work through it, allow yourself to feel that darkness because it's what your soul needs. However, from the grandest perspective that I have awareness for, because I'm sure that it is beyond that. I just don't, I'm not privy to that sort of stuff. People are, but not me. Um, and this is where earlier on, I think in the first or second episode where I talked about like in some rooms, my mind will expand and I can be someone, but then there are parts that will just blow my head off. And, and I don't <laughs> want to know that stuff because I'm not ready. Like it would just confuse me and it will take me away from what I think is my purpose here. So your spirit guides will, will want to guide you into a more awakened and aware consciousness perspective of what's happening for your soul rather than just what's happening for your human self because you are multifaceted. So it's wanting you to consider all layers of your being, not just your human layer. And that's how I work with people to heal people. I get them to see those layers and acknowledge and work through all the layers. But when we, when we give someone, not that they need permission, but humans are strange, they need permission. Uh, when we give them permission to say, this is your human experience is not all there is. Take it for a second and look at it from that grander perspective. It provides relief because it allows them to realize that their suffering isn't in vain, that there is a why to their suffering, a purpose to their suffering. And some people need that, especially if they're of a greater conscious awareness. So there are some humans that are babies in their evolution and they're not ready to sit here with me and be expanded into this other awareness of how they can deal with their grief or their pain and their dark, their trauma on lots of levels rather than just their human level. They can share it out and it lightens the load and it feels like it's healing. And there are some people that just aren't ready to do that. Yeah, and that's just where they're at. Totally. And that's so cool because yeah. we need every part of the evolution. We do. Mm -hmm. And there's so much talk at the moment about human consciousness expanding, mass awakenings, and I'm all for that stuff because I see it. It's happening. But we also need, that's the light, we also need the dark in balance as well. And on the grander scheme, if you look at, say, I don't know how many people there are in the world, but let's just say one billion just to make it nice and tidy. And I'm sure that... I'm happy to be told <laughs> how many there is, but to make it nice and neat, 1 billion people in the world, we need there to be like 500 million in the light and 500 million in the dark. Like it's always a balance we required. Need, yeah, we need like a, and it's not so much a balance, but we just need, we need both parts. It's in everything. Like you go to Bunnings or we might have to cut out Bunnings, but you go to any kind of material and hardware store, and you order white paint, pure white paint. You watch them make it. It's got black in it. What the fuck? <laughs> How does pure white paint have black in it? It's exactly the same with, with light. L light is exactly the same. It has to have darkness to be light. 
so from a human level in in what i know from my intelligent sources and what i'm given there are plenty of people out there like me who are focusing on the light and that's amazing i love that and it's needed it's needed so that people know where to go the light is like the lighthouse it needs to just keep shining so that when people are ready to you know, accept the light and feel the light and live in the light, that they've got people that can guide them in the right direction. But my space in all of this, I feel, is to focus on the people who are mostly in the dark and to help them to start to see little tiny skerricks of light. And I'm really happy to be in that position, but to, to educate people mm. on, on the bigger picture and then let them move on to however they want to move on to that. Their choosing. Yeah, how yeah. they choose to accept that light into their life and, and live it. There's so many different ways you can do that. Sure, yeah. So the soul contracts are played out in light and dark. It just depends on what your soul needs, how much light it needs, how much dark it needs. The people that you spend more time with, so your children, your parents, um, your partner, siblings, they're the people that are going to have the greatest contract with you with the greatest potential for light and dark. And if you're not learning your lesson through the light, you'll meet someone's dark or your own dark. Gets louder. Is that what you've said before as well? Yeah, so what you don't do for yourself, the universe does for you. So it gets dark. So if I'm not going to learn acceptance through our best friendship in high school, then maybe I'm going to learn it through your death. Mm -hmm. If I'm not going to learn it through your death and I stay in the darkness, then from the death, like from your soul, like as in go to a medium and I speak to you through the medium, there is still an opportunity while one of us is earthly, earth side, and one of us is in spirit form, there is still an opportunity to play out that contract. Wow. A greater opportunity, which is why I love being a medium, because you in spirit form have so much more perspective and awareness of what our dance is and the purpose of it and the whys. I just have to be willing as a human to to uh, want to hear it and acknowledge it and believe it that your awareness is intelligent and we can we can actually um, complete soul contracts from past life and human life. Sure. That's a mind bender. It is. Pretty cool though. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's interesting for me because as I explain this, it is so like English to me. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all just... Yeah. have to probably re-listen to this about three or four times. Yeah, and your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's um. Maybe I can go on and do a live on Instagram and draw a picture. Yeah. Maybe. That's I don't know. not a bad idea. can make it a little bit interactive. Yep. Because I'm looking at you as I'm talking and your eyes are just getting wider and wider <laughs> and wider and there's questions and more questions and it's like, ooh. Yeah, well, just when you were talking about soul contracts and how it can um, start off small, but mm-hmm. then if you miss those perhaps chances of learning, I've heard you say before, the lessons get louder. Mm-hmm. And like you said, what you don't do for yourself, the universe does for you. So And so the universe makes it 
more uncomfortable for you. You can't ignore it. Yeah, and you can, and people do. I mean, I ignored it for a very long time and was an alcoholic and addicted to painkillers because of it. True, yep. But that was the darkness that my soul needed to now embrace the light that I'm in and allow me to help others through an, a, a true energy understanding. Yep. To help them be like be the light for them in that in a instance, I guess. Perfect. Because time is so precious. Sure is. And what you can do in in a, a very short period of time is profound. If you have enough focus and and determination and belief and passion, mm-hmm. like the clients that I get go from really kind of, and I'm not trying to minimize anyone or anything or any topic or any lesson or whatever, but it can go from something really simple like, am I going to get that job? Or for younger teenagers, like late teens, uh, they might be like, does he like me? Are we going to be together? Or how many kids am I going to have? And I don't get those very often. Usually it's at the psychic fairs, but um, I can go from that extreme to all the way through to my life as the extreme as well, because that's as far as I can energetically, truthfully and honestly connect to. But I have met some clients who have been through an extreme amount of incomprehensible trauma, things that just make my jaw drop. Like I can still be surprised and shocked. Either way though, my purpose in their life is exactly the same each time. And if you can just get them for a second to step out of their human awareness and out of that ego, there is just so much potential to change it all for them in such a short period of time. Yeah, it's a gift. Well, yeah. And whatever it is, they've been brought here or to whoever they're brought to. And so that's grace. The universe is saying we, we're giving you an opportunity to stop this suffering, to stop it hurting you, and it can start serving you. So sometimes I'll find it with the people that on all those extremes, I will say to them, there is a reason why you're hearing what you're hearing right now. Like, There's a reason why you found me. And the universe is deeming that it's your divine time to hear it this way. Sure. And they've probably been trying to say it to them for years. They just haven't been ready to hear it. And so if they choose to step into it, great. But at this point they have a choice now to end their suffering the way that it has been. It's not taking away what happened to them or disassociating even. It's just choosing to look at it from a different way and letting it letting it impact your life and influence your life in a way that you can thrive, not survive. Yeah, letting it sit a bit differently. A lot differently. Yeah. Um, so that flows on nicely to some questions we've had coming in from Instagram as well about why you do what you do. 
and you've been, you've got a lot of abilities and, you know, one is you're a medium, obviously you're a psychic as well and you do a lot of spirit alignment mentoring. So how does that reflect with each and every client that comes to see you? Is it the same for everybody? No. So I will ask someone what they want from me. What is your expectation? Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to use that precious time that we have. On my Personally, on my site, you get an option. You can have a mediumship reading, which is I know and you know that you want to come and speak to me to hope connect with people in spirit. Some people don't. Some people will book a mediumship reading and in the comments they'll say, I want to know about my love life. So there is a a huge language. Sure, that's an understanding of what it all is. Exactly, which I added an FAQ page to my um, website this week with just some basic principles. So if you have more questions, I can add it. It's just very basic right now. Okay. But it tells you in one sentence what a psychic is, what a psychic medium is, what's the difference and the clear abilities and things like that. But when people book a spirit alignment mentoring, it's basically a, a psychic reading. However, I refuse to do psychic readings for people's futures based on their limited perspective. I want to give them psychic readings based on my expanded awareness perspective, which is their potential. And I want them to realize that everyone has this unlimited potential within inside themselves. And if you go to a psychic what you're actually hearing most of the time is things within your perspective that you can conceive other possibilities. Already, where you're at. Already. Sure, yep. Where I come from is more of a, yeah, that's what your future's going to look like. But let me tell you what your future can look like if you choose to reach your potential. Let me tell you where your barriers are, where your blocks are, where your lessons are, where the things that you're not dealing with are. Let me expose those to you in this really non-judgmental, comfortable, safe space and explore that. Let's get it out of the way. Because do you know what you are capable of? Can you see that you're limiting your your human experience? And they're like, I don't need to be the psychic that just gives you what happens in the future because there's an abundance of them. I don't think I'm here to do that. Sure. Well, that's your choice, isn't it? It is. And, And that's it. Like, I'd rather just not do what I do than compromise that because it makes me miserable. Like a couple of years ago, I just didn't want to do it anymore because I was really not bored, but I was really frustrated with people's questions and I wasn't judging them. I was just frustrated with the, with the inability for people to not see their potential and not want to reach it. And so when I come into that ego sense of judgment, And it's not judging individually, it's just judging as a whole in terms of 
this cannot be what you guys took me through. And when I say guys, I'm referring, like I'm looking up right now as Mm -hmm. to spirit. Um, It cannot be what my human experience is for. Like if I was to read for myself, it's like, Tracy, you've got so much more potential to help these people. Why are you limiting yourself with it being in the box of a psychic? Like, why do you have to look like everybody else? And that's when I was having conversations with spirit and, and I sort of pulled back and I quietened down and I didn't really work much and I sort of withdrew because, and I will do that when I have to do some inner work. I think we all do, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, yeah, we just do it in your own ways. Yeah. So when I withdrew, I surrendered it to spirit and I basically just said, like, if this is for my highest good, then help me be okay with that. But if there is more to come that I am supposed to do, then I'm ready because I'm getting uncomfortable. And I had previously in years earlier had the universe hit me with a Mack truck multiple times and I just kept getting back up again and until the one time when I couldn't. And I never, ever, ever wanted the universe to have to get me to that point again. So now I, I rather, when I feel mildly uncomfortable, I will surrender it to spirit and just say, Hey guys, like I, I'm, I'm hearing you. You're making it uncomfortable for me because I'm missing something. I'm not seeing something or I'm limiting myself. What do I need to do? Bring me the teacher, bring me the guide so that I can expand. And that's what I did with work. And that's when I went through my little rant on Instagram, which you can see over a little bit of time. My focus is mainly on that. I don't want to do this anymore because it's frustrating to have people come to me to get psychic readings within their limits. I don't want to do it anymore. And it's just a lot of, I don't want to do it anymore. And I'm frustrated with it. And that's just not me. It's uncomfortable. I just was doubting myself in the sense of people being able to be aware of what it was that I wanted to do, which was the spirit alignment mentoring. It just was like, what the fuck is that to most people? But it was so clear to me as things usually are. It's like always clear to me and it's really not clear to everybody else. Good for you. (laughs) Mm. But when, and this was at the beginning of 2019 that I really just kind of went, you know what, spirit alignment mentoring is where it's at for me. It's about bringing people into an alignment with their spiritual being, their spiritual self, their essence, and helping them realize their potential from that space. Perfect. Mm. And so I won't, spirit has a very good way of giving you who you want when you're in my position. I can say to spirit, I only want to, I only want people to come into this space with me if they're ready if they're ready to be brought into an awareness and expanded. And since then, it's very rare that someone gets through that barrier, that, that, that boundary that I have. They, they can go see other psychics. I don't mind. I'd rather have one client a week as long as it yeah. was that quality. Yeah, that really resonates. and Yeah. So being psychic... Um, I believe is a huge responsibility. Everyone's psychic, but to have it developed and heightened and um, the experience that I've got with it, 
it's a huge responsibility and I don't take it lightly and I don't want to waste that ability either. I can respect that for sure. Mm. So spirit alignment mentoring is usually not something that happens once. The mentoring is spirit alignment session, so helping you expand your awareness of your potential but then following through with that, with with guiding you through spiritual tools and techniques, helping you understand your intuition, helping you recognize when your higher self is speaking to you, helping you continuously see things from a different perspective and basically just being your guide through your individual journey. Yeah, your personal exactly. stuff. Because like I've got lots of mentees and not one of them is with me for the same reason. It's all individual. They're all doing their own thing and I'm just their spirit guide spokesperson. That's right. (laughs) And ultimately it is to get them to the point where they can do it on their own. And maybe every now and then they need to check in to just go, hey, just want to make sure I'm on the right stage. What else do I need to learn? I'm ready to step it up. And it is the best. Mm. And that's where I'm at. With my psychic abilities, that's how I choose to, to work with them. Thanks, Tracy. That's, um, that was a good chat. Mm. Heavy but really fascinating and interesting. And uh, I encourage listeners, if you didn't get it all the first time, to go back and have another listen because no doubt things will drop the second time and third time around if you want to be yeah. that conscientious. But for sure there was a lot to take in there. But just to change topics a little bit I have been sent a little ghost encounters story by a friend of mine I'm going to read it out now (laughs) you get so excited (laughs) at the deli a small old shop in Mayfield Newcastle I had a dozen or so eggs sitting in a basket on top of the display fridge where all the cheese and meats were kept I normally put the eggs in the fridge every night however I forgot on this one night and when I came back to it the next morning One egg was sitting on the floor in a hallway that led to the back of the shop. This hallway was about six metres from where the eggs in the basket were left and there was a closed door between the two rooms. How did the egg get on the other side of a closed door? How did the egg? (laughs) What came first, the spirit or the egg? (laughs) There's more. Then on another occasion I came in one morning and went to prepare the till ready for the day. I would leave the till tray on my office desk with only silver coins in it overnight and found every single 50 cent piece standing on its side in the till. They were all lined up side by side, placed in the little slots that are at the bottom of till trays. (laughs) Whoa. Hmm. We also had problems with certain photos being hung up in the shop. We came in after hanging some photos in frames. I think they were some of my travel pics from Europe. Up to find several had been knocked off the hooks. The hooks were still attached to the wall, but the pictures were knocked off. I think we rehung the ones that weren't broken, but they eventually came back down too. Some photos were never tampered with. WTF. WTF exclamation mark. I wonder if there was something in the photos, like whether she worked out if there was any kind of reason why certain photos were and certain photos weren't. Ah, what was in the photos and Mm. maybe where they were exactly on Mm. the walls. Because you've got to consider all of that. Like as an investigator, (laughs) they're they're one of the questions, a very simple, obvious question, I think. Maybe. 
There's some interesting things there, though, isn't there? Is that it? That's it. Okay. Is that enough for you? Wow. No, I just didn't. I, I know I interrupted, but I was. I oh, did okay. want to make yep. sure that there was more. Yep. I've nope. got to interrupt at least once in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty incredible. What about the egg, though? Fuck. So it wasn't broken or anything. And in between two closed doors. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. They do do stuff like that, though. They do. And yeah. that's definitely paranormal. Mm. Definitely. I've seen it before, time and time again. Is that just them messing around, though? Because it doesn't sound malicious or anything. No, it just yeah. sounds like someone. Exactly. It's just a presence. And yep. the person who wrote this, yep. um, she must have a playful uh, energy about her. That, I think she must. Yeah, that feeds spirit. Because if you've got a fear-based energy about you, they yep. will do things to scare you. Oh, wow. If you've got... <laughs> a playful energy about you and you're not afraid of it or yeah. it doesn't bother you that much, yeah. then they'll do things that make you go, oh, that's clever or like, wow, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's impressive. Like the 50 cent pieces yeah. all lined up. And the egg in the middle of the <laughs> the locked doors. It's just like, <laughs> makes you just go, hang on a minute, who's who's here? Who's watching me? And what are you doing? Yeah. Um. So spirit will feed. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I feel like it was an old man though. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've got this real, I don't know whether it was him that was doing those things, but I feel in that space um, a very strong connection to an old man who had the best sense of humor, really witty and funny um, and would play practical jokes on people all the time in his human experience. <laughs> Potentially inhabited the space where that shop is now um, before it was the shop because he seems tied to the the space as opposed to tied to her, tied to anything else. It's a it's a location spirit. Yeah, it's a pretty old row, I think. It's been mm, well, Mayfield, mm. yeah. Mm. Thanks, Tracy. No worries. And thanks, That's cool. I like that. Thanks for the ghost story, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Shannon. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. Woohoo! It was fun. Yay. A nice short one this time, I think. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. They're getting longer and longer every week. Yeah. But we'll dial that back a bit. We'll mm -hmm. try. Anyway. We're trying. No Tracy's promises. trying to shut up. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye.